We're going live. Cool. Right. Hey, guys. Hey, friends out there. Hey, world. We're, we're, once back. we're back once again. The Message Talk Show. And today we have a very special guest with us all the way from the other side of the UK, Luke Giorgio. Say hi, Luke. How's it going, guys? Hope you're well. Let me just get you on the screen. Yep, say hi. Yep. In. Hello, guys. Hope everyone's well on Facebook today. Okay, so what we're going to first do, we're just going to have an, an intro from our sponsor, and then we come back. You are listening to the Message Talk Show and Podcast. Do you believe you have something to share? Do you believe you have something to contribute? Do you have a story to tell the world, to share with your community? Gandhi said, man often becomes what he believes himself to be. If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. So join us on the Message Talk Show and Podcast with host Alex Gordon. So Luke, you are you 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 are one of those guys who who've done so many things with your life, so many things with your life, and uh, and and now you're in the, another dimension, another dimension, and the dimension what I saw the other day was um, those pictures you put on Facebook of um, the scans. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about that experience. Uh, well, so yeah, we we got our scan last week. Um, we're going to have a baby, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just like crazy. Like it's just like really great news, and so lovely to share this like a positive message with people at a time with so much uncertainty and so much craziness going on around us. It's just really nice to have such a lovely blessing at this time. Wow, amazing! So, what kind of what kind, are you nervous? Are you are you coming up with some of the sicknesses now as well yourself? Are you? <laughs> Yeah. Have you got morning sickness yourself? I'm all right, to be fair, Alex. I'm, I'm all right. I'll just take it. I'll, just, I'll take it as it comes. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it, I think. Or oh, you can never be ready for it. There's probably <laughs> a lot of parents out there now. They're, they're laughing at me. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm sure. Laughing at me, but yeah, no, it's, um, I feel I'm as ready, as ready as I'll ever be, if that makes sense. All right, well. The the, the, the the true test is is um is is on the birth itself. We'll get your wife to tell us your other half to tell us what happened on the actual day. You know who faints, who passes out. If it, it's you or her, you know. It That's great, man. Me, it reminds me of the Only Fools and Horses episode where she passes in the gas. She passes the gas to uh, to Raquel and Delta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That, that. That's that's so funny. So um, today we're going to talk about personal development. And I know yes. that that's kind of the genre in which you, you you operate and which you came from. Luke has over 10 years experience of coaching in professional sports. He has worked with some of the biggest football clubs in Europe. He now dedicates his time to speaking and teaching, to teaching and teaching others how to perform at their best, at their peak and their peak health. You're into performance. So tell us about, yeah. give us a backstory there about how you got into the clubs. So uh, it was always my dream to be a footballer. Um, and when I got to sort of 15, 16, I kept getting injured over and over again. Wow. Uh, I couldn't get a run of games really, really going at any level. Um, so I had to stop playing at sort of around 18, it was at the time. Um, and I decided to go to university because I didn't know what else to do. Right. Uh, and I was just there, sort of, just there for the sake of being there for the first two years. 
And then I really got inspired by a sports coaching lecturer that was there who really turned me on to the idea of, of being a professional football coach. Because right. before I thought coaching was just something you did if you couldn't play. And like, I, didn't really, <laughs> I didn't respect it enough. And wow. um, he inspired me. And then from that moment, I set the intention to be, uh, I wanted to coach in the Premier League. And after about, after setting that attention, I, I think it was about three years after I was working at Tottenham Hotspur. That's amazing. And uh, while, we're, while working at Tottenham Hotspur, what, what were some of the things that helped you to kind of, you know, help help you, things that helped you from then that, that you use now? From working at the club? Yeah. Um, and that coaching? I think, yeah, just that, like, one thing is the, the relationships was massive. So when you're working with these these players, you're seeing them three, four, sometimes five times a week. So you're building really deep relationships with, with the players all the time. So it's just that human element, like knowing how to relate to different people, knowing how to motivate and inspire different different people, different athletes. Like that was probably the biggest thing. And I still, that's probably the biggest thing I miss now is, is the relationships with the players. Are you sure you um, weren't starstruck? <laughs> well, I wasn't at the time working with the first team, but... Um, I was working with the academy players, so right. that were going to go through the through the ranks. But um, to be honest with you, no, like it didn't really phase me. I'll tell I'll tell you a story. The only time I ever was starstruck was when I saw Michael McIntyre in the training ground, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I got all nervous and my and all like um, yeah, it was funny. But I was like, I wanted to go up to him and ask him for like a picture and that and. Yeah, I was too scared to. But yeah, at the time, there were still players like Harry Kane and people walking around. But it was like, yeah, I remember Michael McIntyre got me. Wow, wow, that's a, that's amazing. So you 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 were working at the football club, honing. That's after university, or while while you were at university? Yeah, so I'd done a masters at Loughborough in sports coaching. Yeah. Uh, during that time, I was really fortunate to work for Derby, Derby County. Um, so that was my first experience into like elite level coaching. Right, um, uh, which was amazing because I was studying at Loughborough and I was applying the, the theory that I was learning to to working at Derby. Um, and then I was fortunate to get an internship at Tottenham when I left. I worked for free for a year. Yeah, um, I was getting in before the, the the full timers and leaving after them. And Mine, man, you were keen. You were keen. <laughs> I was so keen. <laughs> um, but it, it it paid off in the end, so it was worth it. It worked. And what would you say are some of the key things in them? Because when you're working with when you're working with the elite team, what is it? Is it is is it the the physical attributes they have, or is it the mental capacity that they've got to 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 do the job? Uh, well, the players I was working with, like a lot of them were, you got a lot of players at a similar level, but it's the ones where you're looking out on the pitch half hour before, and there's boys with a bag of balls just taking shots, maybe having a hundred shots at the goal before. Wow. And over a week, that's like 300 shots. And then you wow. pound that and you wonder why that, that young player is doing better because they've practiced and refined their technique maybe a thousand times more than the, than the player next to them who's getting to training just a minute beforehand. So it's the ones with the mentality and the attitude that want to, that want to, they don't even know they want to excel. They're doing it because they love, they just love it because they, they love they, the game. They, they just love it. Yeah. Wow. So the the mere, the mere the mere fact of turning up and practicing so often, so in their head they have a they've they've learnt to kick the ball and and they can they can see the ball go, going through the air so to speak. 
Yeah, it's like you might have a parent or, or, or a spectator saying, oh, they're a good player. Like um, They're naturally better than the, than someone else at doing a certain thing. But in my head, I know that they've practiced that a lot more times than, than the next person next to them. So, um, yeah, that, that you can't, it's really hard to train that attitude to want to be better and develop yourself. And to, I think you've got to fall in love with whatever it is that you're doing to, to want to have that. That's the key. Yeah. So coming out of sports... And taking and transferring that kind of mentality, that kind of preparedness, that kind of working, um, working the game into another side of your life. How has how has that helped you? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a great opportunity to obviously share the stories and share the experiences from working in sport first and foremost. Um, I think seeing what. Like the dedication that you need to your craft is another thing. Like seeing like how elite players, uh, aspiring players, the amount of time they dedicate to refining something is so important, which wow. is obviously rubbed off on me and all the all the other different things that I, I do in my life. Um, so I, I would say it's like more of a, a mentality thing, really, and a, a dedication aspect like side of things to just want to be the best and dedicate wow. yourself to your craft. Keyword refining. I notice how you use that keyword, just refining things. You're, you're yeah. always putting, applying a bit more effort just to refine it and make it better. 100%. So, so now you've you've you're working in um, outside of sports, and you're coaching and you're teaching. What would you say is the definition of personal development? How how would you define it yourself now? Uh, so personal development for me is is just gaining an awareness of an aspect of yourself that you want to improve or and, and, and use that word again refine um i used to think it was like trying to be better and in a way yeah. it is, but i prefer the word like awareness because you can't really develop an aspect of yourself until there's an awareness there beforehand um so you might be i don't know a really impatient person but until you realize that you're impatient and you you grow an awareness there it's really hard to develop it so, but does that awareness have to come from you or can that awareness be brought to you by someone else? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it could be come from someone else. You've got to take it. You've got to internalise it once that person's passed it on. But yeah, it can come from someone else or something else um, can trigger it. But yeah, for me, for me, a personal develop, development is, is an awareness for a part of yourself, whether it's psychological, whether it's a skill um, where you want to grow in that area. And what, what in person development, then what makes people continually want to grow? Because I've never understood that. Why do you want to grow? Why do you why do you want to become better really? What is it what is it that makes you want to come better? Or use the word grow. I was back to like I I remember the um the first ever self-help book I read. I was about 15. Wow. It was um, it was Paul McKenna, How to Change Your Life. <laughs> you might have seen it. Yes, um, I've seen that. And it was it wasn't even mine. I found it laying around. I think it was I think it might have been my mum's. And I picked it up and I just read the first page. I was like, what's this she's reading? And it blew me away, like how you can use your mind and 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 develop yourself through simple techniques. And it just I loved it. And I fell in love with personal development from that moment. Uh, I, I fell in love with it so much that I even I didn't know what personal development was at the time. I was 15. I didn't really know what I was doing. But I, all I knew was this guy, Paul McKenna. He's onto something. So I then bought How to Quit Smoking by Paul right. McKenna. I didn't even smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but the techniques. 
I just loved what he was saying so much and how to better yourself that, yeah. um, that it really resonated with something deep inside of me. And from that moment, like from being like 15, I've just, I've always loved like personal development. So it goes back to that, just in, that enjoyment of wanting to be a better version and, and raise the awareness in, in all the areas of your life. Like it's just from that moment, it's always been part of me, I suppose. Wow. And I think when I first met you, I think you were you were you were um, pushing something called max potential out at some point. Yeah, am I right? Yes. What yeah, was that? Right, yeah. So max potential was a organisation which goes into schools, colleges, and universities and empowers young people with tools to raise their self esteem and to give them clarity and direction to help them go to like move to the next phase of their life. So we did lots of stuff on goal setting, gaining clarity. Um, refining their vision and where they want to go and setting an action plan of how to get there. Wow. That's amazing, though, because you think at university with all the education they've been fed, that that would have been included in the syllabus and, and that would have been helped along. Am I right? Yeah. No, you're wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the crazy thing. Like that my, my ambition at that stage was to really make a dent in, in education and try and bring something new to the table that wasn't really like already currently in the educational syllabus. So I suppose now it would fall under PSHE uh, where they're learning sort of wider, wider life skills. Um, at the time there wasn't, there's, there's not a great deal to do with like raising confidence, self-esteem, personal belief, setting goals. Um, so it's something that I really wanted to do because it breaks my heart to like, when I speak to people, when they've just resigned their life to doing something for the sake of, yeah, money and like yes. they're so talented or they've got so much to give but they don't give a hundred percent or they don't take the risk of doing something because of the fear and I and that sort of resonates with that resonated with me and I wanted to try and help young people not get to that stage. Wow. It's that all is that is that whole awareness thing isn't it? Because it, people people are not taking the chance or they're not pushing out because they're not really aware of what their potential is or what it looks yeah. like. I think I think a lot of it with the with, like with the older generation is like like fear as well coming from parents and the um, that sort of common story that you grow up you get a job for life um, you you have a safe career like that is like where the sort of our mums and dads have gone and like the older generation and I think now it's sort of changing that we're seeing that there's no such thing as a safe job for life and. <laughs> There's nothing, there's nothing safe for life. But you, you've got to understand where they were coming from, though, because they were looking for what? Security, wasn't it? Secu even yeah. when my parents came to the UK from Jamaica, it was all about security, creating a future that the kids would come along and live a better life than they did. So they would do whatever it took for, for, the, for the kids to get an education. And so what they wanted to establish was a firm base. Hence, yeah, and I think... I think they they were right to do that as well because, like as you say, like they want a better life for their children than they, than they had, and that was yeah. to provide it, um, and and it did do that. But I think the game's changed now. Um, the world's changing, and whether you're an entrepreneur or or sort of um, you're employed, I don't think there's a safe career. So you've really got to like do what you enjoy doing to an extent, and just make the most of your life while you can. Yeah, but for, 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 imagine someone who just who's just been in a routine for the 20 years or 15 years of their life, right? And you suddenly come along and say, okay, it's time for you to go and do what you enjoy. And they look well, at you blank thinking, what on earth am I going to enjoy? I've just been doing this one routine. Alex, I've had this, I've had this conversation with my mum 
<laughs> she, she, she started working in the bank when she was 14 years old. And she's still working for the bank now. Wow. 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 <laughs> and and like, she's one of my inspirations where like I wanted to, I struggled to get through to her for so long um, that I wanted to like use that as a platform to help other people so they didn't feel they had to do something for their their whole life, even if they didn't enjoy it. That's amazing. But then you see, through her hanging in there, she was secure, she felt secure, she got up every day and she and she kept at it. For what, 20 years, 30 years? Yeah, more. But she, she at the time, she loved it. When she started, she really enjoyed it. Yeah. So it wasn't like she hated it to start yeah. with. She enjoyed it. And then she, and then I think as time went on, as she evolved, maybe it perhaps wasn't for her. But it's when the unknown is quite is quite a scary place sometimes. Wow. So how would you how would you how would you now help someone to say, okay, find something that you love to do? How do you do that now, coming out of university, coming out, you, know, you have no real life experience of anything other than what you've been taught at university. And then you're saying to them, okay, you need to find something that you enjoy doing. How, how do you help someone, how do you help to navigate someone like that? So uh, perhaps if they've got ambitions of, of going into a particular career, then great. I would say like, follow your curiosity. Like if you've got a hobby, if there's something that you enjoy doing, just do it on the side and right. always honour honor what you're naturally, intuitively drawn to do. Even if it's for like an hour a week and it's not your main thing that you're earning money from, you always want to stay in a place where you're, where you're honouring your curiosity and what you enjoy doing. Wow. Yeah, I've never, I've never, really, I've never really heard it put that way, you know, honouring your curiosity. That, yeah. That's amazing. So when you honor your curiosity, it means that you are you are somehow taking small steps to something that yeah. you've just something unknown. It's like that you know when like time flies by and you're really in the zone and you're really in the moment. Like for me, playing football, it does that. Or sometimes when I'm speaking, or there's certain things that you do when I go for a jog or when you meditate, when you're really in that in that zone and, and there's nothing else and time just falls away. Like, I feel like that's, that's so precious. And that's almost like what we were sent here to like enter that state more and more often. So even if you're doing it for like a little bit, a little bit of time a week, that's still better than doing like, than just cutting it off altogether and wondering what would have been and having regrets about it. Well, that used to happen to me when I was, I was doing accounting some years ago, all time. And um, I used to work very long hours. And sometimes the time would disappear when you're crunching the numbers. You, you didn't realize how much time would just disappear because you, you, your mind was just absorbed with the figures. Yeah. Now, now, in the end, I came to hate it because it, it just took so much time, so much of my time. But um, I, I think it was, uh, who was it? A Scottish guy who once said to me, Alex, you know, you shouldn't be doing this, man. You should be out there speaking. I was like, oh, what? Speaking what? He said, no, man, you love talking. What do you mean I love talking? Well, we listen to you every day. I said, now you're crazy. We listen to you every day. Now you're crazy now. I'm, I don't talk every day. He says, listen to yourself. Listen to yourself. But it's amazing. Sometimes we don't see the things that we love doing ourselves. It takes someone else to help yeah. us just to, to bring it out and to flesh it out. And so the to, to step into that curiosity, it can be very, very nervous thing to try and do. Yeah, it can be. By the way, I'll slide now, Alex. You've got a great voice. 
What do you mean I got a great voice? <laughs> you got a great voice. <laughs> what do you mean I got a great voice? <laughs> um, so no, I think um, yeah. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes it can take others, and sometimes it's just like it's not even others telling you something. It's just others believing in you as well. Yes, give, yeah. give you the the permission to believe in yourself. Yeah, that, that's amazing. Believing in yourself. Yeah. Well. I mean, now we're in that time zone now where, where things have changed so much and we, we, we've, seen what's, we've seen what's what's hit us this year, 2020. And regardless of what plans we've had for 2020 when this, the year started, now, we've, now we're knocked. The plans have been knocked left, right and centre. How would you help someone navigate where they are now to where they want to get to in this time zone? Yeah. I think we can still have like the important thing is like we haven't lost our dreams and aspirations. They haven't just disappeared. So we can still do the inner work and figure out where we want to go and we can set our goals. And we can do exercises like the perfect day exercise where you actually ask yourself a series of questions of what is your perfect day look like? What would you like to be doing? Um, you write it down, you reverse engineer it, you set goals in different areas of your life, you visualize it. There's lots of inner work you can be doing um while we're while we're inside jack canfield always says like the inner work is like 500 times more powerful than like the physical action so there's there's plenty we can be doing in terms of strategizing uh planning and putting things in motion uh right now like while we're stuck inside how do you push past the fear you, you if you watch the news every day and watch the updates and the information that's coming out on our, on our television all the news media, it frightens the hell out of you. How do you push past that fear? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I personally get the news from friends, family, um, and, and a lot of other sources. So I, I don't yeah. need, I don't, I don't watch the news myself. Like I haven't even, my telly hasn't even got wow. uh, channels. So I, I only, I've only got Netflix and the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's the key there. You cut off completely. So, yeah, like, I, and I don't watch the news anyway because, like, as I said, I, I get it from everyone else. I'm constantly getting things on WhatsApp and from, from right. parents and from other people. So I, I get enough of it to not sit there all day and listen take to it. it. In. So it can, yeah, whether you like it or not, it's like the news is going to have an impact on you, on your whole physiology and your vibration. Whether you, whether you're really um, focused, whether you're really hard-headed, whether you're whatever it is, it's going to impact you because it's it's part of your environment. If you've got it on, it's going to impact you somehow. Um, it's going to hit like you. The, the saying, like, you're influenced most heavily by the five people you spend the most time with. Like, whether you know it or not, you're going to, they're going to rub off on you. And the same is with the news as well. So try and limit your news time each day if you can. Or social media in general. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it depends what you're doing on social media. Right. But, yeah, if you're, if you're sitting there just being a sponge for all the... The, the fear-based stuff that's being pumped out, then it can be a little bit daunting and overwhelming. So just try and be careful with what you're doing on socials. So what's some of your big goals that you, 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 you're looking forward to in yourself now? You know, I know you, I know you love speaking. I know you love teaching. Well, what are some of the big things that you, do you see yourself working with Anthony Robbins? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anthony, I love Tony Robbins. He's great. I mean, for me, I've got, I've got other. Uh, first and foremost, um, obviously, being a dad is going to be um, is going to be massive, and being the best parent I can possibly be is. Will you get some notes from your mum? Yeah. 
<laughs> I will do. I will do. I've been very blessed. So, um, yeah, no, definitely. Like being the best parent and the best husband I can be. Um, in terms of like speakers, like there's other speakers that I resonate with on a different level. So yeah. I love um, I love Robin Sharma. I love Jack okay. Um, yeah, I, I love Brendan Bouchard. There's other, okay. there's other speakers that I really um, I sort of resonate with a bit differently. I know Tony's great and everyone loves him, but um, yeah, that is easily recognisable. That's probably what it is as well. Yeah, you know, yeah everyone yeah, knows yeah. Tony. Yeah, yeah, um, but. No, just in terms of just being like serving, just being as of as much service as possible, helping people with their well-being, with their with their personal development, personal leadership, help them get to where they want to be. Um, just serving on a bigger level, really, is going to be my is going to be my big thing. Um, so, what are yeah. you honing in on now? Then, what is your what is your focus now? Then, is it in the well-being sector? What what what's your focus now? Yeah, so it's it's well being. It's it's a well being with a with a little mix of the personal leadership and development in there as well. So this is a crazy time we're going through at the moment. People really need to double down and invest on their on their health and on their yeah. personal development like massively. Because if you don't, then like you're not setting yourself up for success. You're not being proactive. So being proactive is a really important thing. So when situations come, when chaos comes, you're in the best possible state for it. True. So would moment, you um, would you say then there's a an element of spiritual well being well being in there as well then? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think like developing like your health, your, your spiritual well being, your physical well being, like it's that holistic, isn't it? Like yeah, trying to develop holistically as best way you can. Um, I would say is the is the best thing. Just spend a little bit of time each day dedicated to whether it be like fitness, doing a home workout, whether it be reading something inspirational, whether it be prayer, meditation, journaling, all these little things make a difference if you do them every day. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you're in well-being now, you're you're speaking, you're coaching, you're on stage, on stage. I, in I London? Was. Sorry? <laughs> I was. I'm not anymore. <laughs> Are you not on stage anymore? <laughs> Any aspirations to being on stage again? Yeah, no, I would love to be on stage. It was like um, before the the virus and everything yeah. like that. That was going to be the um, that was going to be the, the ultimate the di the direction and and planning to get on stage and help people working in businesses. But that's changed. So we're using Zoom. We're using webinars. Um, and I'm developing well, my my wellness program. Seven days to wellness has been developed as well. So that a lot of that stuff's going to be coming out um, over the next few days, which you'll see as well. Manu, you've got loads doing then. And, and uh, when's the birth? When, when when's the expected? When's the little one expected? October first. October. All right. So from now to October, you got you got a fair bit of things to do, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I love it. <laughs> Putting the programs together. No, that that's that's amazing. Well. I remember, I remember when I first met you over at, I think it was in Enfield, wasn't it? Enfield. That's it, yeah. And I was um, in a networking group. Yeah, yeah. And, um, sorry? Was it um, Mel's networking group? Yeah, it was yeah. Mel's networking group. Yeah. That's right. It was Mel's, Mel's, Mel's networking group. And um, I think that, 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 that Mel's networking group was, was, was uh, fundamental to the growth of a lot of people in terms of just bringing people together and and rubbing shoulders with different kinds of people and seeing seeing the expertise that people brought to the surface and even in that environment you kind of watch people grow people's confidence suddenly stepping up suddenly coming out of themselves am i right 
for, for me personally or for the people in the group? Yeah, for the people in the room, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think like having the opportunity to share like, who you are, what you do, because you have to stand, there's, there's yeah. part of it standing up, isn't it, and sharing yeah. your message. So I think that's, yeah, I think sharing your message and standing up, it really helps um, helps your confidence to be able to think, you know what, I can, I can stand up in front of a big room of people and share what I do. Because um, a lot of people that run businesses are also quite introverted as well. So yeah. it's not always easy to, to share your message and share what you do and put yourself out there. Um, so definitely, yeah, definitely would help. Well, because I know we're, 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 move, we're moving on to the internet now and we're moving to Zoom and we're doing webinars, everything's online. But after this period is over, I don't see the physical networking disappearing either. Because, I think, yeah, I don't think you can get away from the physical side. Because yeah. it's so powerful. Like what you can create in a room with people is it may change how it's worked. And there might be like contingency plans like Zoom and webinars. But I definitely think that the, the personal interactive stuff is so powerful. There's a magnetism there. There's a magnetism that something that sets you on fire that you don't get when you're on a webinar. Yeah. When you're on a webinar talking to a camera, imagine that there's 2,000 people out there talking, listening to you. <laughs> I know. It's, it's not the same kind of interaction. It's the energy you get off other people as well. Which yeah. In person is different. Yeah. So on camera, you have to bring all your energy and make sure you have enough energy to last you for the duration of whatever you're presenting and speaking on camera, on, on, on online. Am I right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you need to make sure you're... I always find when I'm doing anything online, I have to give more of myself because you feel yeah. like, oh, like there's, no, there's, no, there's no crowd to go off. You have to, there's no crowd. You have to laugh at your own jokes as well, yeah? That's easy for me. I'm the only one that laughs at my jokes, Alex. No, no one laughs at your jokes. Okay. So you're just going to keep it real as well. That's amazing. So um, what's up? if you had anything more... If there's if there's one word you would you'd say to the public today, what would that be about where we are now? What, what would you say to them? What would you say to Facebook and the two two billion people out there? One word. Okay, a sentence. A sentence. <laughs> a sentence. Not just one word. A sentence. I would say like now is a time where people have automatically come out of the rat race by default something that a lot of people have tried to do for their whole lives has just been given to them. Okay, right. pause there, Luke. Just pause there, Luke. Hold that, hold that, hold that word there. Let me go to our, our, our sponsor and come back to you. Sure. You are listening to The Message Talk Show and Podcast. Do you believe you have something to share? Do you believe you have something to contribute? Do you have a story to tell the world to share with your community? Gandhi said, man often becomes what he believes himself to be. If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. So join us on the Message Talk Show and Podcast with host Alex Gordon. If you believe you've got something to share, when I say you've got something to share, we all have something inside of us. Sometimes we are so nervous, we don't really understand the potential that's inside of us. But if you have something, if you believe you've got something, just hook me up www.marcyandmessage.co.uk, connect with me and come on the show. Join me on the show. Come and talk about what you do and how you want to impact the world, how you want to touch the world. So, Luke, you were saying getting out of the rat race, getting out of the rat race. A lot of people find it difficult to come out of the rat race. Why is that? So I think 
people want to get out of the, their nine to fives. They want to get out of the rat race. And they say, if I just had more time, if I could just leave my job, if I could just start something else. Well, now we're in a position where there's no rat race anymore. It's disappeared. So now, now is the time more than ever to double down on all the, all the aspirations that you ever had to start putting them into motion, start doubling down on your health, start deepening your relationships with your loved ones, whether it's in person or, or over technology. Um, and just do all the things that you said that you was going to do that you never did because you was in that nine to five, you was in the hustle. Um, just start doing it. Just start living. Like now's an opportunity for us to all live in a, in a more authentic, deeper, loving way. Wow. Um, and it's, it's, we're coming into a new era, I feel. So you don't think the hustle's going to come back the way it was before? I think it will come back. I think it's inevitable it's going to come back. And I yeah. still believe in like a grind and having a work ethic, which is yeah. obviously so important. But like use this time to build positive habits around family, relationships, um, doing things that fulfill you and, and, and things that you enjoy, deepening your health, your spirituality. Like now's the time to, to double down on all that, all that stuff. Make it matter. Yeah, you've got the time. So it's like how you invest in it is, is so key. And that, and that can be dangerous as well, having that time. Because if you, if you were never someone who kind of handled your time very well, when you have all the time, it's still, it's still unsettling about what to do with that time. Yeah, you've got to be careful with how you spend it. It's, <laughs> I know, I it's true. Like, if you talk about, I know we talk, we, we've, we've come off it a bit, but we're talking about personal development. And something, something that's really powerful is knowing your distractions, knowing what gets you off task. Um, I, I, know, I know my triggers. I know what gets me off task. So it's really important you create your environment where you haven't got distractions. Like if there is, like for my birthday, like right. I was bought a load of green and blacks chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that's not great for my environment, Ali. <laughs> so I know like... If I have them in my eyesight, where they, where it's more tempting, yeah, like it's just, it's just the temptation, and the same with anything in life. Like if you want yeah. to achieve something, like know know your distractions and set your environment up for success. Remove the distractions. Find somewhere where there's no distraction, and for forty-five minutes to thirty to forty-five minutes, just focus small chunks. Yeah, I think 45 minutes and a break. Yeah, yeah. Break. Like, have, have them power 45 minutes. Put your phone on flight mode. Don't get any pop-ups. Like, like, just do what you need to do and then take a break, go for a walk, do some exercise, and then get back to it. Okay. So you said you're working on your programs to come out, to push out to the so your programs. So where can people find you now? So uh, healthhustle.co.uk. Healthhustle.co.uk, yeah. Um, Luke underscore Giorgio1 is the Instagram. Luke Giorgio on my Facebook. Um, yeah, just uh, reach out, guys. I'd love to connect with. I'd love to connect if you've got any questions or if you want any help with health, wellness, personal development. Then I'm here. Okay. And what about if they want to also keep track of the birth of the little one? <laughs> um, I'd imagine there might be some other stuff that I might put on Facebook time to time. I'm, I'm not. I'm not overly um, <laughs> loads of loads of personal stuff on on there all the time, but there might be some stuff pop up no. from time to time as well. No, well, no, I saw the scan picture. And I thought, wow, oh, Luke, okay, 
Now, Luke, it was great having you today. Great talking to you about, uh, you know, where you're coming from, how the sport has impacted your life and, and how put, what you're doing with personal development. Now, and even the encouragement that you're giving people um, about how they face their life now and how they, what they do with their time and how they prepare themselves for a brighter future, a future which is focused more and balancing the whole person, working on body, soul and spirit all the time for the well-being of the individual and not getting carried away, just chasing the money. Am I right? Yeah, it's easily done. And we do yeah. need money. <laughs> I know we need, need money, money, but we're not chasing it the way we we, 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 no. we we sacrificed before. Yeah, yeah, it's a good word, sacrifice. There's like, what, what part of yourself are you sacrificing for the money? Is it worth it? Wow, amazing. Have you ever preached? <laughs> have you ever given a sermon because i'm listening to you and I'm, some of the stuff you're coming up with like, man man that, that could preach man that's a sermon in itself if you ask my wife then you should probably say yes <laughs> <laughs> all right you're preaching at home every day then yeah 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 she, she, she's your sole audience listen to every word that you've got to say she's 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 my sole audience she's my biggest fan as well so that's amazing that's amazing yeah. so look thank you very much for tuning in today and now is when you're going to give the one word. Before you gave a sentence, just give one word now, Luke. One word. <laughs> All right. Two words. <laughs> Three words. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say paragraph. <laughs> okay, go on then. Go on then. Go. Say what you want to say. Go on. Say what you want to say as the final word. Um. I think we've I think we've covered a lot of stuff. Final sentence. It? Yeah, I think we've covered a lot, but just um, yeah, just make sure you do something every day that brings you joy. I think that's what I'll leave you on. Like, work out what your what, what what brings you joy, what brings you happiness, and brings joy. Try try and try and do that. Try and fit it in your day every day if you can. Okay, guys, joy and happiness. That's the final word from Luke Giorgio. Joy and happiness, and in his life, his joy and his happiness is coming along in October. So. We're, we'll be rooting for you, Luke, for joy and happiness. Let me just play us up there. You are listening to the Message Talk Show and Podcast. Do you believe you have something to share? Do you believe you have something to contribute? Do you have a story to tell the world, to share with your community? Gandhi said, man often becomes what he believes himself to be. If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. So join us on the Message Talk Show and Podcast with host Alex Gordon. Ah, 